What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G sports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Danny West and I had a chance to sit down with new Arkansas head coach Eric Musselman, and we're going to get to the raw, uncut interview here in a minute. But first, I want to remind you that hogsports.com is just $1 for your first month, or you can sign up for a year, take a seven-day free trial period, and get 30% off your first year. Now, to the interview. As you mentioned, this is Danny West. I'm Trey Biddy, and we are with Coach Musselman. You don't know us, Coach, but we obviously know you. We're with 24-7 Sports. We've been there for the last year, and we were with Rivals for 15 years before that. So awesome. we just recently made a move like you made, I guess, in a way. I guess, first of all, is this the right attire? I wanted to ask you about the polo. <laughs> usually wear a polo for game days. You guys Where does both that come look from? great. The polo, <laughs> the tennis shoes. And the CAC is you guys get a 10 out of 10 dress apparel today for sure. Where does that come from instead of the suit? When you grow up in California, you know, um, you kind of, you know, used to flip flops and a t-shirt mm -hmm. and a, so to wear a polo is like a big deal for me. Um, although my dress might have to change. I haven't talked to Hunter yet about mm -hmm. what I'm going to have to wear in games, but I might have to go back to the suit. Oh, yeah. I, did, I only did the polo really for for one year, but I knew I had a really, really good team that was ranked fifth in the country, so I could I could afford to get a yeah. <laughs> to, to wear really casual gear. Yeah, yeah. So the incoming transfers, obviously, you could talk about those guys a little bit now. Connor, you know, an in-state guy that had yep. to be pretty special for him. And then last night, Isaiah, just your general thoughts on those guys. Well, we're ecstatic, number one. Obviously, with uh, with Connor, you're talking about a unique player because of seven foot three size, his ability to make three point shots, his ability defensively to block shots and be a rim protector. Um, and, and, and he's got an incredible amount of upside. The more Pac-12 coaches that I talk to, because we talk, tried to talk to almost every program in the Pac-12 to kind of get their feedback. And he had some really big games towards the end of the season. So his trajectory is going upwards. and. And uh, you're talking about a guy after his freshman year, usually that, that leap that a player mm -hmm. makes going into his sophomore year should be his biggest leap from a player development standpoint. Um, and so we're gonna have time to work with him in the weight room and work with him on the court. Uh, and then you look at Isaiah Moss, he's, a, he's the perfect uh, player in our system. Six foot five, can shoot the three, can put it on the floor a little bit, and a player that's got experience. You're talking about a three-year starter in the Big Ten Obviously, Iowa has a great program that's won a lot of games. And you look at his productivity against Power 5 schools, and he's a proven player. Uh, and I'm really excited. You start thinking about Isaiah Joe and, and Isaiah Moss and, and, and Mason Jones and those three guys at 6'5", 6'6", to play multiple positions, and, and Desi, who can, who can really mm -hmm. shoot the basketball, and then Jalen Harris's speed. So... There's a lot of things in that backcourt that I think we can do. You say you don't know about the polo. What about Globetrotter warm-up? Are you going to be able to keep that? We, we, did, the, uh, we did the Harlem Globetrotter warm-up to try to promote the program in, uh, in year one at Nevada. Um, I have not presented it to administration or mm -hmm. to our players. Um, you know, we're, we're player-driven. I mean, one of the things that I did last night is – is I called two of our players, I called Mason and I called Desi and asked them about profiles of assistant coaches. And I said, hey, which profile do you guys like better? Which one do you think your teammates 
would like. And so I, I want this, everything we do, I want it to be player-driven for buy-in. And that's something maybe that happens at the NBA level and, and people in the outside world might be going, what are you talking about? You actually discussed with your players, their college-age students, and you discussed with them about who potential candidates could be as assistant coaches. But, yeah, I did because I think it's really important. It's, it's their program, not my program. You feel like that makes them feel more involved like that, a, a part of the decision-making process? And I don't think stuff? there's any doubt it makes them for sure feel uh, more involved. I think that you can get a higher buy-in. I mm -hmm. think that uh, when you talk about um, teams playing hard, you know, the only way you can really get a team to play hard is if they're having fun and really buy into what you're doing. Fayetteville, have you had a chance to... I guess you, you, you found a house, is that right? We did find a house, yep. What, what have you, have you had any time to experience Fayetteville and, and get around and what do, you, what do you like to do around here? I mean, so I've been working until about 10 or 11 yeah. o'clock at night and, and getting Which up. Which amazes and, me that you get up in the morning after working that <laughs> late. Getting up at six yeah. and working out. And, um, but the great thing about recruiting visits is you really get to try a bunch of new restaurants. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm eating a little bit too good here in Fayetteville. I, I need to... Uh, to cut back a little bit on the restaurants that I've mm -hmm. been going to because the food's been unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've been doing this alone. My, my wife and daughter and, and son won't get here. Uh, my son will actually be here next week, and then my wife and daughter will be here in about seven weeks. So, mm -hmm. um, But it's good because you get a lot of work done and you need that time kind of away from family for your first month on the job. I hear you. you mentioned recruiting there. Speaking of 2020 targets, seems like a lot of new offers have gone out. Heard you talking about stars down there. Seems like a lot of these new offers are four and five star guys. Does that, what does that mean to you? I mean, in terms of rankings, how do you view that, or do you not even look at that at all? No, I mean, I think that you know, I think ninety nine percent of the coaches love to say that they don't look at rankings. Mm -hmm. I look at rankings because I think, you know, you guys, guys that get to see, you guys get to see the players more than I do because of the rules. You know, mm -hmm. guys that are doing rankings they don't have live periods like any time a kid's playing they're watching so i think that that it would be uh, ludicrous not to pick the brains of people that are watching guys more than i can watch them and so that's why i do think scouting services and guys that are in the gym you got to ask them and you got to look at rankings it's not nothing in this world is 100 percent you know foolproof that there's going to be no poor decisions or poor rankings or whatever but certainly uh, there's a little bit more educated guess with guys that get to get in the gym. And, you know, I've always been one I mentioned earlier, you know, I watched Connor on, on film. I watched him a lot live TV because I, I was into the Pac-12 last year and watching it. But I wanted to burn the phones up and call people that played against him mm -hmm. to get their opinions. Yeah. Just like in recruiting, I think you got to burn the phones up and you got to ask multiple people their opinion on guys. You've been a lot of places. Do you feel like, in a way, that's all prepared you for this one stop? I mean, you know, we talk about you know a guy like Isaiah Moss who wants to be able to play on the next level, whether it's NBA or overseas, and you've got experience like that. You've hired Corey Williams, who has a playing experience in the NBA. Um, you've bounced around a lot, though. Do you do you kind of feel like that's that's all kind of led you here? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you know all of the experiences coaching at all different levels is is. Uh, you know, like almost everybody in our locker room wants to play beyond college. And so, um, one, you can hit them with the truth stick on what it takes to get there. 
Um, I've been in draft rooms. I know what's, what, what goes on. I know what the conversations are like. I've been in training camps. I've coached NBA summer league teams. I know what they're looking for in summer league. And, and certainly having the overseas experience helps as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the more experiences you have in life, the, the better off you are. And, 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 and you, can, you can kind of predict the future a little bit easier when you, with the more experience that you have. Sometimes when you get players on this level, they may have certain habits, shoot the ball a certain way. How much do you spend time on like maybe reworking shooting mechanics or things like that? And I, the reason I ask you, you know, you've got a couple of guys that, you know, haven't shot the ball very well from the free throw line and things like that. How much work do you put into, you know, things like, I know, you, I know you're a stickler for fundamentals and stuff, but the things like that, like shooting mechanics. Yeah, I mean, I think that you, what you have to do is you've got to find, like, why is a guy not a great shooter? Is it because he doesn't get in the gym enough, or is it something mechanically on his shot? Mm -hmm. uh, is his release too low? Is his follow-through not right? Does he not have enough backspin on the ball? Where is he looking? Is he looking at the front of the rim or the back of the rim when he shoots? And mm -hmm. so all these things come into play, and the only way you can, you know, really get it out of a player is to communicate with him and try to find out and get inside his brain and his mind and try to, try to figure out where his confidence is as well. Some guys just aren't confident. And then, and then there's the, you know, hey, this guy's just never going to be a great mm -hmm. shooter, but we got to get him a little bit better than what he is. You got anything else, Danny? Yeah, I'll wrap up with this 2020 in-state class. Obviously, you can't mention names, but what's kind of your message to them? And, and what do you expect to, what's your, um, I guess, what are you trying to get out of the in-state class for 20? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, obviously 20 and 21, there's, there's a lot of really, really good players in our surrounding area. I think you look at just in-state, there's some really good players. And I think you also look at the surrounding states. I think that's why this job, you can really have great success because of in-state and then also mm -hmm. the perimeter states that, that, that you touch have a lot of really, really good players and a lot of spots that you can drive within a five or six hour radius to find players. And, and, and other places, you got to get on a plane to find a guy. So, um, you know, but I think that, you know, hopefully our style of play is one that, yeah. that the younger kids look at and they're like, hey, I want to play in that system. That's a cool system. And, um, and they play really hard and, and uh, look at the enthusiasm the guys are having on the bench when they're not in the game. All those things become important uh, when you think about recruiting. Have you enjoyed the Arkansas media? <laughs> what, are you, what are your impressions of, of your interview? I guess you got one more after us. There's a lot of media here for sure. There's a lot of media attention, but you know, if the great thing is if you coach in the Bay Area and you're coaching the Warriors, um, the Bay Area is one of the biggest media markets in the, mm -hmm. in, in the, in the United mm -hmm. States. And so um, I am used to a lot of media stuff, although there's not a lot in Reno, but there certainly was when, you, when you're coaching in some place like the Bay Area. All right. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. So that was Eric Musselman, new Arkansas head coach. That was our first opportunity to really sit down and have a one-on-two discussion with me and Danny and Coach Musselman. I've asked him questions in press conferences before, but that's the first time, you know, he's probably seen our faces and associated them with our names. So uh, I thought he came off very genuine. One of the things that I really liked that he said – there's a few things that I like, and I'm going to go over those, but I really liked – where he talked about asking the players what they're looking for in an assistant coach. Does this kind of profile suit you better or not? And by doing that, you get players who feel like they're invested more into the program, into in the decision-making process of the program. Really, really like that angle from, from Coach Musselman. Another thing I liked is that he 
says he looks at recruiting rankings. And there's almost this like arrogance among coaches to say, oh, I don't look at rankings. You know, I put my rankings up against anybody's, you know, all this stuff. You know, Brett Bielema was very big on making sure everybody knew that he wasn't looking at recruiting rankings. And I, I don't know if that bared out or not. Leave that up to you. But uh, I don't know why you wouldn't. You know, there are guys in this industry like, say, Jerry Meyer, whose father's a legendary basketball coach, uh, who get out and see these players more than coaches do, as he was mentioning. Why would you not use that as a resource? I just, I've never understood that. And it's not like you have to base everything that you do on recruiting rankings. You know, you don't. It's just one tool that you can use. And I think a lot of coaches use that to kind of challenge when their recruiting classes aren't ranked extremely high to say, hey, we have our own rankings and things like that. So uh, it's like, Eric Musselman and Steve Spurrier are the only coaches who will admit to looking at recruiting rankings. So that's another thing that stood out to me. I love what he said about shooting mechanics. There are a couple players on this team who have funny mechanics. I don't claim to be an expert in all things basketball, but I play basketball a lot. And one thing I really like to do is is shoot three-pointers. I'll, I'll do that as a warm-up. And I like to do it very fundamentally sound. And what I noticed with some of the players, and I actually I watch a lot of videos on that kind of stuff too. What I noticed with a lot of players is there are players that say, you know, their their wrist and elbow don't sync up or the ball, you know, there was a slow motion shot of a player shooting the ball that I saw a few days ago and the ball's coming off his middle finger. Um, you know, there's players that kind of cock the ball back kind of funny uh, on this team right now. And I wanted to ask him, is that something that you guys will spend a lot of time doing? Because a lot of times when a player gets to the collegiate level, that's just the way they do things. It's hard to rework stuff. It's the same thing with the throwing motion. They say it takes three hours to retrain yourself for every hour of practice you spent doing something the wrong way. So when you see a quarterback with a, a hitch or a loop in their throwing motion, then that's something that's very difficult to correct. It was something that was always skeptical to me about Tim Tebow when he was reworking his throwing motion. Suddenly he's got it figured out after years of throwing it the wrong way, really. So uh, that stood out to me. So really the things that, that jumped out, looking at recruiting rankings, not being shy to say, hey, I look at recruiting rankings. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be the only thing. It's not like you're just going off rankings. You're certainly not doing that. You're doing your own evaluations. He calls other coaches. You know, he talks to coaches in the Pac-12 about Connor Vanover, talks to people who played against uh, him, you know, and, and same thing with Isaiah Moss. And I also want to say, you know, when he came into the room and addressed the team the first time and had already broken down everything with the players, he comes out and he says, we've got enough talent in this room to get to the NCAA tournament next year with the talent in this room. That doesn't include Jean Talsilla. It doesn't include Isaiah Moss. And, of course, Connor Vanover probably won't be available. And it, another thing that stood out to me is in this recruiting cycle, it doesn't sound like they're done, and it feels like they're going to go and get a guy who is someone that they can develop up through the program. You know, they, uh, they brought in three players who are transfers. One of them is going to have to sit out in Connor Vanover. But it sounds like the next guy is going to be somebody they're going to bring up in the program. So uh, look out for that as we move further, further down recruiting. And there's a couple of guys, I think, that are on everybody's mind. So a nice first interview with Eric Musselman. He just checks a lot of the boxes for me. And I felt like that when it, we were going through the hiring process, trying to figure out 
where Arkansas is going with hiring a coach. And when it came down to the day before he was hired, people were asking me, what am I hearing? And I just felt like, you know, everything just seems to point to Eric Musselman. He's the guy that makes sense right now. And so far what he's done from an activity standpoint, I've been pleased with. And having a chance to sit down and meet with him and, and talk a little bit about some of his philosophies as a coach uh, just kind of furthered that. So I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Thank everybody for listening to our interview with Eric Musselman. Again, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, go ahead and do it now. If you haven't given us five stars, we'd love to have five stars and a review from you. So for Danny West, for Eric Musselman, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.